Welcome to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast, hosted by award-winning television director, documentary filmmaker, author, and speaker, Craig D. Forrest. Join Craig for the next few minutes as he interviews leaders, artists, and creatives about trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Matchstick Media International. Now, here's Craig. We are talking today to Dr. Craig Detweiler, who is a professor of communication at Pepperdine University. Previously, he was at Fuller Theological Seminary, and before that, he was the department head of cinema and media arts at Biola University, also part of the Biola, Biola Media Conference in years past, where we met and, and really got to know each other a few years back and had a great time. Uh, I'm holding, Craig, welcome to uh, our conversation today. Well, thank you, Craig. Uh, you know, we have this common name, uh, so I hope people don't get confused, but uh, hopefully our voices will be distinct enough. There you go. And I've always said whenever I meet another Craig, I've never met a bad Craig in my life. And uh, it, it, continues to, <laughs> it, it continues to be that way. I'll do my part. Okay, I'll do my part. There you go. Across, <laughs> two, across two hot microphones. There you go. Dr. Uh, Detweiler, Craig, is the author of a number of books, and a couple of the books that we're using in the media program at Moody. Uh, one is I Gods, and the other one is a Matrix Matrix of, mean, of Meanings that he co-wrote with Barry Taylor. Uh, Craig, I'm holding in front of me the I Gods book, and right off the top is a little a little blurb that says how technology shapes our spiritual and social lives. So my question is, how does technology shape spiritual and social lives? Well, at this point, uh, our cell phones are probably our closest companions. Um, I think we spend more time uh, per day uh, with our d devices attached to us than we would our, our spouses, uh, children, roommates, best friends, you know. Uh, it's often the first thing in the morning that we check. It's often the last thing at night that we uh, kind of log into before we go to sleep. And uh, it, it kind of regulates the hours of our day, tells us where to go and what to do. And, and so maybe, you know, uh, a thousand years ago, you would have been praying the hours uh, according to uh, the monk's system of ordering a day. Well, now the system is created by, you know, Facebook, Google, uh, Twitter, and the various electronic prompts that dominate our lives. You know, I was sitting, you made me think of two incidences that have occurred to me in, in, in the recent past. One, I was sitting on a train in France uh, after having a great meeting with a media group out there, and I was sitting waiting for the train to take off. I looked out across uh, outside my window and to the right were two French young people sitting on a bench, both engrossed in their mobile phones, their smartphones, uh, not even talking to each other, con completely connected to the outside world and what they were thinking. And I thought, who's going to reach those two people with the gospel? And then I recently, uh, having dinner, uh, sushi with my wife, we were waiting for our table. I looked over at a table just five feet away of an entire family. They had finished their meals, but every single member of the family, the mom, dad, and the two kids were engrossed in either a smartphone, an iPad, or were doing a video game. And I thought, they do not even know that there's 50 other people in this restaurant. 
what does that mean for the church and technology and how do we possibly reach people that are so uh, connected to all of these different media platforms? Well, our smartphone is the, the go-to device. It's, it's how we schedule a day. It's how we solve arguments. Um, at this point, we're all, in a sense, narrow casters. All of us have audiences. All of us have friends and followers, uh, people we send messages to, send links to, uh, make videos for. Um, so I guess I, I believe in, in the need for, for media literacy at all levels, at all ages, and at all stages of life. You know, uh, grandmothers are certainly very active on, on iPads and are perhaps maybe seeing their grandkids in, in those kinds of ways. So, um, <clears throat> I believe we need to be actively involved in training up a new generation of kids who know how to code, uh, who know how to write, who know how to produce, who know how to, uh, upload and, um, uh, but I think we also need to understand that the the pace of life, the ways that that software and uh, codes shape our life on things like Facebook, uh, we need to also be aware of those things. So it's, I'm not I'm not I'm interested in critical uh, engagement with the tools of our era. We're talking to media thought leader, filmmaker, and award-winning screenwriter Craig Detweiler on the podcast. Great conversation. We'll be back in 32 seconds after the break. This podcast features engaging conversations with leaders, artists, and creatives sharing about current trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. Today's episode is produced by Matchstick Media International, a nonprofit that's passionate about inspiring both visionary leaders and young creatives to harness the power of media to further the gospel. To learn more, visit us at matchstickmedia.org. Now, back to Craig. In your book, iGods, you talk about video games. Talk about how video games have, have come from, I mean, I'm, I'm older than you, but the first game I remember was Pong and uh, Pac-Man, etc. But that's moved completely to where we're into deep fantasies of, of not only targets, but storming castles and, and, and slaying dragons and taking down as an assassin uh, different, different evil beings. How have video games permeated our culture and where are we now? Where do you think we're going? Well, uh, yeah, it's interesting. In the early days of video games, it was all about the kind of the hardware itself. You needed a particular kind of box. Um, and there's still a, a little bit of format wars between maybe, you know, Xbox versus PlayStation and or the Wii, these types of things. Um, but with uh, the power of the smartphone, in a sense, everybody uh, has the ability to play at any given time. And we are filling up more and more of our time with these games. To some degree, maybe we were born to play. If you go back to the, the Garden of Eden, um, you know, be, there, there really wasn't maybe the work, the burden of work that there is now. And so this longing for leisure, this longing for play uh, may be baked into us. Um, I guess where I get a little disturbed by games is, is when that's always our go-to with any downtime, with any uh, momentary distraction. And I think about how many different times and ways that God communicated to people kind of on the road, kind of in between times when they – when they maybe didn't really think about, you know, uh, a, a particular task at hand while they were on a journey between two villages. Well, now, during that journey, we just fill that up with entertainment. 
and we fill that up with games. Um, and maybe we're shutting God out of that potential to break into our lives in that kind of purposeless downtime that uh, maybe allows for the spirit to bubble up. Do you think that video games are having any kind of uh, impact on especially young teen males when it comes to seeing life as a fantasy rather than dealing with the reality of life? Um, I think that's a good question. I think uh, parents are have lots of concerns in this area. I think the research suggests that the teens aren't as attached as uh, parents might think. They, they most teens understand the difference between playing a game and uh, living in the world. You know, they they understand what it means IRL, right, in real life. Um, but obviously, there's plenty of cases. You know, Korea's had some very notorious cases of of kids who are you know playing, you know, games around the clock, you know, getting involved in, um, uh, was it StarCraft, I think, uh, you know, just not sleeping, not eating, just just trying to beat the game, trying to stay involved in, in World of Warcraft. That's why some people call it World of War Crack, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. this, this addictive side where you just want to play, you know, just one more task or, or you know, one more, you know, one more level up. Um, so it can feed our, our tendency towards addiction, but I don't, I wouldn't blame the game for that. Um, that, that tendency towards addiction is, is within us. I mean, Jesus was very clear about saying that sin isn't something external to us. Sin is actually something that is rooted in who we are. And so these external things might, uh, you know, encourage us into addictive behaviors, but the addiction is, is, is already embedded in our, in our hearts. So I actually, as a, as a parent, I'm more, worried that our kids aren't going to be active enough, that they'll spend more time in the electronic world than in the physical world. So I'm excited when I see something like, uh, you know, Wii Bowling, which which isn't exactly, a, you know, an anaerobic activity or, no, no. or Wii Play, but it at least gets you off the couch and gets you moving. And so I like the idea of, of more active games for the future. We've had a great conversation in this episode with Craig Detweiler about our digital world. We will be back in our next episode to continue this wonderful, wonderful talk. Hope to hear from you then. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast with Craig D. Forrest, brought to you by Matchstick Media International, dedicated to excellence in media through inspiration, vision, and education. To learn more, visit us on the web at matchstickmedia.org. That's matchstickmedia.org. Your generous donations, large or small, help defray costs for producing this creative podcast. Thanks for listening and subscribing.